whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi guys, jumping in here to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Highline Wellness. Highline Wellness is a CBD company on a mission to provide only the highest quality CBD, 100% natural and free of chemicals. If you haven't tried Highline Wellness CBD, it is derived from hemp, but contains no THC, so it's non-intoxicating, giving you all the benefits without the high. You can tailor the experience to your needs, whether you want to improve sleep, reduce inflammation, relieve anxiety, provide mental clarity, or allow for peace of mind. My star product from Highline Wellness is their CBD Night Gummies for sleep, which are formulated with CBD alongside melatonin to help give you the best beauty rest of your life. So to try Highline Wellness, use code AGELESS15 at checkout. Again, that is AGELESS15 at checkout. Try it out, guys. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So today we have Rachel Katzman on the podcast, and we are so excited. I have been trying P-Volve. I, f- I feel like the first time I tried P-Volve was probably pre-pandemic, and I was obsessed. So actually, my friend who has scoliosis introduced me to it, and she was doing personal training with one of your guys' trainers. So yeah, I would love to just hear your founding story a little bit. Tell us about the grounding pillars of the company. I I know you guys have a few. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and talk to you both. And it's so funny because scoliosis is definitely a part of my story as well. You know, I really wanted to start this company after it dramatically changed my life and I just became so, you know, passionate about movement and health and wellness. But prior to starting this workout, I was, didn't really grow up very active and was never into fitness and went away to school, gained a lot of weight and just really lost my confidence and just looked in the mirror and didn't recognize myself, wasn't connecting with myself and wanted to start taking care of myself and leading a healthier lifestyle really you know, realized that I couldn't eat and drink what I wanted and stay up all night and not move my body and still look the same way I did in high school anymore. And when I would bounce around to all these different boutique studios and fitness studios, I number one, wasn't seeing any physical results, but number two, just found myself in such excruciating body pain. I went to the doctor, I found out I had scoliosis, but wanted to just continue, unfortunately, to push through that pain and was just in a really bad, you know, place physically, fitness wise, emotionally, everything. I ended up meeting my other co-founder, Stephen Pastorino, who was a trainer in New York City. And he just had a whole different outlook and approach to fitness and was really rooted in this functional movement, resistance training, low impact, the notion and idea of you can work with your body and not against it. 
And you really should be protecting your joints and trying to create strength while also improving your balance and flexibility and range of motion and just educating me on my body, moving my body in all these different planes of motion. And very soon after that, I not only started seeing physical results, but my back pain went away. My hips felt more open. I didn't even know what tight hips meant or were until I started doing this method. And I just felt so incredible. And I just knew, you know, after my story, but also meeting his other clients, all different women, different ages, backgrounds, fitness goals, you know, achieving their their potential through this new type of exercise, um, we had to get this out into the marketplace. So November 2017, we launched Pevolve with our digital platform, our really small, tiny studio in Chinatown, and our hero product, our Pevolve. And I think, you know, grounding pillars of our company, everything we do just always comes back to providing people an alternative way to move their body and have daily fitness do more for you. You should, you don't have to choose between looking good and feeling good. They really should be one and the same. So everything we do from our digital platform, our live studio classes, our physical studio locations, our proprietary equipment line, soon to be nutrition line, it all comes back to empowering people to really feel good from the inside and creating a workout method that is going to help reduce pain, improve balance, flexibility, and create total body strength and also longevity for your body. Because when your body feels good, it's really life-changing. When you're talking about like slowing down and prior to starting Pevolve, you said that you were pushing through a lot of pain in in some of these workout classes. And I totally relate to that because I feel like, well, obviously during the pandemic, I wasn't able to do a lot of the workout classes that I had been before. And it made me realize like how in love I am with low impact workouts. And I was just walking a ton and doing like shorter, super short, 20 to 30 minutes at most resistance-based or Pilates-based workouts. And it completely changed my mindset around working out and like what it means to maintain a sort of just sustainable workout schedule. I think I was like going to all of these classes, sprinting and like pushing my body to the absolute limits, which can feel really good sometimes. And I do think like high intensity is great sometimes and it's great for mental health as well. But at the same time, it's just like sometimes it can feel so harsh on the body that if you're doing it too often, like I felt definitely some burnout from that. Well, I think it's, I sort of would equate it to like, if you're going to diet, you don't cut out everything in your that you love in your diet. You do it all in moderation so mm-hmm. that you don't have that burnout, mm-hmm. you know. I totally agree. I mean, we're always talking about not feeling depleted. And I think that's, you know, kind of exactly what you guys are, are talking about. You want to feel replenished and refreshed and energized from whether it's 
what you're eating, what you're putting into your body, the way you're moving your body. Um, and I think as we've evolved over the past four years, that's why we've also not only stayed true to our signature strength and sculpt category, but also introduced other categories such as our low impact cardio classes, our recovery classes, you know, pre-postnatal content focused around women's health and pelvic floor and recovery content. So they're really, you know, when it comes to fitness, there isn't one size fits all. And what I need on any given day is different to, you know, what other people need. And so making sure that there is something for everybody, dependent upon your mood or what life stage you're in, that everything is just really safe for the body and protecting the joints and long-term health. And I think sometimes people think low impact, oh, it's boring. It's not going to be challenging, but I'm telling you, it is super intense. (laughs) It can be so intense. Especially if you're used to like running or lifting weights. I think like working those smaller muscles can feel like a way harder workout, especially if you're not used to it. And that's what I was really shocked by when I tried P-Ball for the first time. But something you mentioned is recovery. And I think like at the beginning of 2020, I remember talking to a few of my friends in the fitness and wellness space, and they were all saying like, this year is really going to be the year of thinking about workout recovery, especially because like before, I think in like 2018, 2019, especially when the boutique fitness world was like really blowing up in New York, especially, I think that a lot of people were like, wow, this is so fun. There's so many great classes, but probably felt similar to me in the sense that like the burnout was real. And so I remember at the beginning of 2020, everyone was like, recovery is going to be big this year. What does that mean? What does it look like? And I'm wondering what it looks like for you to have like some sort of recovery ritual after working out. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, as I've gotten older, have kind of realized the importance of recovery and kind of what my body could do even from a year or two years ago looks totally different today. And I think really even educating myself on the importance of stretching and recovering your muscles and recovering your body is almost more important than the workout itself, you know? And so for me personally, I will take one day a week, at least one day a week and make that my only kind of stretch and recovery day. I was recently diagnosed with Lyme disease back in January. So my workout routine is definitely a bit different than it was a year ago. So I'm more gentle workouts and maybe not as equipment heavy as I used to be or time length that I used to be. And just really trying to connect with my body on a deeper level and listen to what it's asking for. So if it's asking for more gentle stretching and just opening my body up and getting some of that blood moving and circulation going, then that's what I'll give it. If I can maybe amp it up for a couple extra minutes, I'll do that. But always making sure right when I get out of bed, I'm always stretching, opening my body up, doing twists, rotations, rolling my shoulders out from whatever weird position I fell asleep in. And then before bed, I always am on the foam roller for like a good 30 minutes. It just feels so good. 
I will say, anyone listening, if you don't have a foam roller at home, <laughs> that one. It literally, like, I got a foam roller off Amazon for, I think, $10, and it has completely changed my recovery routine, just rolling consistently. Like, it's life-changing, and it feels so good. So if you don't have one yet, definitely take the time and get one because it's they're amazing. I'm going to send you, we recently launched our massage ball set, and when I thought the foam roller was like the end all be all. And then I found these and rolling out your body with these smaller kind of targeted tools has now been like the next evolution from the foam roller. But this on your foot, first thing in the morning, right before you go to bed. And even when I'm at my desk all day, I'll just have it. And I, what I've learned too, is it kind of all starts with the feet and the ankle and then everything works its way up, you're going to fall in love. I'm going to send you one. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> excited. Yeah, I'm going to send two. I'll send two. Yay. Yay. When I was little, well, my mom, like she wears heels to work like literally every day. And I remember running to school, being late, running to school, her running in heels every morning, running around to all the meetings <laughs> and all of that. And I remember saying to my friends in, in like kindergarten being like, I'm going to wear high heels every day like my mom, but I'm still going to be able to touch my toes. And so I've been <laughs> like, I can't touch my toes. <laughs> so that's why it's like, you have to be consistent with stretching. And I, I do agree. I think it like completely changes. It just prevents like a lot of injury and stuff like that to have flexible ankles and no tightness in the calf and stuff like that. So yeah. but I think it's a good stress reliever too. Totally. just if you're, in a stressful profession or in a stress, any stressful situation, I think it's, it's a great way to relieve a lot of that. I want to ask, because you run your own company, I think you've said that since you were young, you always knew you would run your own company. I'm just wondering what sort of environment growing up encouraged that thinking. Yeah. You know, I think I was just always surrounded by entrepreneurs, everyone from my dad, my grandpa, my uncles. And so I just think kind of like business conversation looking back was just what I grew up around, Um, you know, hearing either if it was something new that was starting or any failures or pivots. And I think, you know, one thing that stood out to me is I think my parents would always kind of allow, I want to be this or I want to be that or what if we tried this? And what really helped too is I would come up with different ideas. I mean, left and right, like I'm going to start a sunglasses line. And I think my dad was really good at challenging that of, okay, what is going to make you that different? Why would someone buy your sunglasses over going to go buy all the different well-known brands? And, you know, I would get, I was what, maybe like, 14, 15. And I would get so frustrated, like, because they're just going to look cool. And he's like, that's not good enough. Why? What is going to be different? Are the lenses different? Is there? And so I think, you know, kind of pushing me to think in that lens. And for me, really looking back, my older brother from the time that he was 18. So I was 15, him and his business partner and my mom's basement were just coming up with ideas left and right. And they 
started their first company when they were 18. It didn't really go anywhere. Then they started their second company that failed too. And then finally by their third company, you know, really took off. But I think, you know, and I always just wanted to hang out with them and they would try to kick me out. I was like the little spy <laughs> that kept like, Hey, I want to hang out watch what you're doing. Um, can I help? And they were like, get away from us. Watching them and seeing how passionate they were, and like even though their first company failed, where that led them to their second company and now their third company, I think that really inspired me and motivated me. But I never knew kind of what it was. I think I never was passionate in school and learning. And so for me, I always knew I wanted to do something, but it wasn't really till I kind of had this personal evolution and like this personal aha moment with this method that I just was like, it it took over my whole life. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I think so much a part of just having your own company is to have, you have that feeling where you're just like, I want to tell the world about Mm -hmm. this because it's, I believe in it so much. That's the only way that you can wake up in the morning and work as hard as you do is when you believe in it so, so much that you, you want the whole world to know. Mm -hmm. And I think too, you know, sometimes there's this whole other side that isn't talked about a lot of, you know, I think when people think of starting their own company and it's all glamorous, I think the flip side of just the amount that you have to also sacrifice and give up and really kind of pour your heart and soul and like every living, breathing second of yourself, especially at the beginning, is super important. And I think without that kind of passion and grit, it'll never take off. Yeah. I've talked about this before, but I think social media has totally glamorized what it means to be an entrepreneur. And it is such hard work, like seeing you, mommy, like do what you do every day. And like, I just think that, you know, people see someone like Kylie Jenner, like come out with lip kits and then the next day it's sold out. And it's like, there's no process like behind that shown and the hard work that goes into even like a product launch in and of itself. So I think that, I don't know, that's something that when I see companies and founders sharing the tough sides or maybe the more like when you're sitting, you know, in your office, like doubting yourself or wondering what to do if you've had like a little bump in the road or whatever. And those long nights and hard work days, like that sort of thing is really inspiring to me when people share that, because I think like, it's so unapproachable sometimes when you see like influencers or celebrities launch a brand and then it's just automatically successful. I will give a little shout out to my friend, Allie, who founded a brand called Outhouse, which they make granola butter. They make um, the best I'm granola butter. I'm obsessed, obsessed, like sickly it's obsessed. So it's so good. good. I, love it. I know. I love it. Seriously, we like pour it on everything. But she is so good about like sharing how tough it can be and like moving, you know, out like across the country to be near the factory and like just how hard it can be also and how sometimes not so glamorous being an entrepreneur is. And I respect that so much. So I think 
I completely agree with like what you're saying about it has to be a calling, but there also needs to be the hard work behind it. I'm here to say it doesn't get it easier even when you do reach a certain level or you've been doing it a long time. It doesn't, it just is different, but still the same hard work. I left work at like eight o'clock last night. Yeah. 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 And you still still have that same passion, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 I love it. I mean, it's fun. If it wasn't fun, I mean, I would just be miserable. I mean, I would impossible to even live with you know? yeah yeah speaking of like long hard days and times when you're like doubting yourself a little bit I want to talk about if there's been any mishaps or quote-unquote failures that you've had being an entrepreneur and how you work to pivot and keep moving oh my god so many so <laughs> One of the biggest things when we were really building the team, you know, for a long time, it was me, my other co-founder and three other women that helped me get this off the ground. And I was the editor, produced the videos, which really was like a camera, a tripod, no audio, no lights, taught myself how to edit, uploaded them, everything. And I think once we kind of got our product out there very down, dirty and scrappy and kind of proved out our concept and started investing and hiring team members. We didn't necessarily invest in internal tech and technology and really kind of outsource that and really invested heavily in in growing our marketing team. And I think now kind of four years later, we're trying to play catch up a little bit on the technology side. Um, So, you know, maybe things haven't it haven't been as smooth or we've hit a couple of bumps in the road or, you know, launches haven't been able to kind of hit deadlines because we're trying to just play catch up a little bit. I think, you know, knowing when it's time to pivot, I'm a big believer in testing and trying anything. You know, I can have a good feeling about something, but always making sure that you're looking at the data And, you know, have everything kind of set up to track those numbers as well. And just really listen to the community. I may think that this new workout series is going to be a hit and the people don't like it. Okay, well, then we're not going to produce more videos like that. Or everybody's asking for more of this. Well, let's give them that. Or even language testing or asset testing, everything. I think it's really important that... It doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what our community and our members think and what they're reacting to and what they're saying. And you got to be able to listen and move very quickly. Yeah, I think that method is really a great one because, I mean, even with you producing like smaller quantities of a certain style, I think it's a similar thing where it's like, okay, let's see what our customer base thinks of this. If it's a new style, I mean, just being nimble in general, I think, is the key to being an entrepreneur in this climate right now. It's really being able to react quickly, listen, react, and expand on successes quickly, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I was always taught, listen to learn and not listen to respond when it comes, you know, in business meetings. And I think you're there to listen and absorb, you know, especially what your 
member base is asking for. That is such (laughs) so well said because I've had a lot of young people in the company. And when you're talking to someone and they're listening to you, but all they're thinking of is like, how am I going to respond? How can I respond to this? I just have to start, you know, like I need to respond immediately instead of like just listening and taking it in and then, you know, having a conversation about it. It's sort of like you really see that that's something that takes practice to listen and to learn. I think that's definitely like, I mean, I can't generalize for my entire generation, but I will say like that is something that I think people might struggle with because we grew up in review culture and in comment and like cancel culture kind of. So like anytime somebody makes any sort of criticism, it's like, well, at least mine and I think probably people my age can relate. It's our immediate go-to is to defend Defend. instead of like take accountability or change. That's something that I definitely have to work on, but it applies to personal and and business, I think. Yeah, I think it's also a little bit of the phone. Growing up with the phone in your hand and you can, there's so much information now and you can get an answer in two seconds. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that quick, like I can get it. I can do it right now, right now, right now, which I think can be a lot of positives, but it's finding that kind of balance of knowing when to pull that out and when to really just listen and absorb and take it all in. And, you know, I always say this in my company, like, even though we're moving 900 miles an hour, we're going so quickly, sometimes it's okay to just sit there and pause and think and think Mm -hmm. before you really send that email or that follow up or, and just absorb it and then go into, okay, now what is the action plan from here? I wonder if also because I grew up with a phone in my hand, I think there's also like a pressure that because information is so readily available, I'm supposed to know everything like immediately. So I never want to feel caught off guard. I, yeah, I yeah. never want to feel <laughs> caught off guard. Like I, I need to learn something and I need to listen because I could just look it up. And so. I think that definitely like that pressure to just know everything because you can know most everything now. And it's so easy to like do research that I don't know that pressure to like know and immediately respond is definitely there. But I think also in business, like it's so helpful to pause and instead of like responding right away, I think it's so helpful to pause because then you can look big picture and be like, what is this bump in the road or what is this small accomplishment that we've made mean for the trajectory of the business? And because things are so immediate, it's like sometimes I definitely get caught up in like what's going on right now or my goals right now. And I'm not thinking like career long or lifelong goals. Yeah, totally. It's that balance. I want to talk about a little bit Pevolve Unfiltered and how it just fits in with like the larger goals of the company and what that campaign is really all about. 
Yeah, so we launched that campaign and it was really around kind of debunking taboos around women's health topics, everything from periods, pelvic floor, sex, orgasms, you name it, kind of like the conversations that maybe you would have over text with the girlfriend or in the doctor's office or I feel like even some of those conversations you're too embarrassed to talk to your doctor about. They're probably safe for exactly what we are talking about. Google, like by yourself, like looking things up and researching it by yourself and kind of just allowing women a safe space to come and learn and participate in a just really inclusive environment. And we partnered with some of our clinical advisory board members, our doctor, a physical therapy who specializes in pelvic floor, our OBGYN, and some other kind of industry experts, and just really wanted to help educate women. And it was kind of the kickoff to our women's health content category. So everything from pre and postnatal, our pelvic floor content that our amazing trainers co-create with our doctor on our board. So pelvic floor strengthening, pelvic floor releasing, and then our newest program to that category is our phase and function program, which is all designed around your four phases, uh, your menstrual phase, ovulatory phase, follicular phase, and luteal phase. Um, And really that was designed to work with your body and not against it during your menstrual cycle and how to really kind of combat PMS symptoms, bloating and, and really educate and align the way you're moving and what you're eating with all those shifts and ebbs and flows that you go through as a woman. I think it's so important and just amazing that you guys are doing that because I think in the fitness space, that it overlaps with the wellness space, but no one really talks about woman's health within the fitness and like workout space. So I think it's just so groundbreaking that you guys are doing that because I don't know. I just, I think that like a lot of these classes are really, sometimes I feel like I'm entering an environment that is about like punishing the body and really just like beating, like just beating yourself down a little bit and having PVOV unfiltered be like such a, such an important part of the brand and talking about women's health be such an important part of the brand. It's great for building the community and also just like talking about all of these things in a space that usually kind of shies away from them, even like in the fact that most workout studios don't even have tampons in the bathroom, you know? Yeah, no, it's crazy. And I think it's exactly what you said. You know, it's when, as we've kind of evolved over these past four years and and really dove deeper into how our methodology and how our movements and our equipment can really create and change people's lives, people who are living with constant pain, this prehab rehab world. And it was like another light bulb moment of it's, there's really this world of kind of traditional healthcare and traditional vanity driven fitness. But where is this world of really longevity, sustainable vitality fitness? And how can we bridge that gap for people? 
between kind of healthcare and daily fitness and what what does daily fitness mean and how can we make sure that your daily fitness, the way that you're moving your body at home can really be doing more for you than just lifting your butt and toning your arms. And that's great. And like, but to me, that's kind of table stakes, right? It's what, what else should we kind of demand out of our fitness routine and our fitness programs? And that's really where we see that we can provide so much value. Um, And especially when it comes to women, you know, we are, majority of women on our leadership team and our company. And it's some pretty powerful stuff that we have in the pipeline. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Can you give us a little sneak peek of what's coming next for Pevolve? Oh, so we have nutrition. Our nutrition product is launching in January. And then Program-wise, it's always kind of new and exciting. We have meditation launching later this year. And I think just continuing to develop phase and function, talking about menopause and kind of what that looks like as well. And, and just really bridging, continuing to bridge that gap and making sure that we we really want to be able to support women from all stages of their life, you know, from when they get their period to when they're if they choose, you know, to have a baby, to after baby, to pre-menopause, post-menopause, kind of all that whole arc of woman's life. So a lot of good stuff. Love it. And we are so excited. But before we go, we ask one question to all of our guests on Ageless. And that is, what do you want to be when you grow up? So we would love to hear your thoughts on that. I love this question. I love it. Um, <laughs> What do I want to be when I grow up? I definitely want, I think on a personal note, I would say mom, definitely want to be a mommy uh, to some more fur babies and real babies, definitely. Um, And then business side, I think I just, you know, want to continue and just really be this visionary, you know, someone who just is a disruptor and continues to push the envelope and really bridge this gap between overall health and and well-being and really this kind of healthcare space. You know, every whether it's for Pevolve or any new crazy idea that comes into my head, it always comes back to how to change someone's life for the better. And I want to continue doing that in bigger and better ways. Well, thank you. That's so good. I'm obsessed. Yeah. So just tell everyone where they can find you and Pevolve. You can find Pevolve at Pevolve on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok now, everywhere, (laughs) Pevolve.com. And you can find me at our Catsman. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you, guys. Hope you guys love this episode and thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 